Well, in a week where we went from feeling chic to sick to even more sick with the news of Billy Gilmore, what a week to be a Scotland fan. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Paddy, Hanny and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Scotland Club Band. Uh, first so all, weird. <laughs> I'm so happy not to be talking about hearts. Um, apologies for the, the lack of podcast poke, uh, poke post-check game, I suppose. I think we were all far too hungover and far too emotional today. But we're back. Um, first of all, boys, the news breaking today that Billy Gilmore has tested positive for COVID-19 and he's going to be missing the Croatia game tomorrow. Uh, Simon, how are you feeling about that one, first of all? I've got, on one hand, I think that's absolutely gutting because he's easily now our best player. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, I think if there was a position we can have a player get COVID and feel sort of comfortable about bringing another player in, it's centre mid. I, I get you. I know exactly what you mean. I was thinking about it earlier, Simon. Rose, but like Billy's only started one game. It's not like he's been this mainstay in the team. Not taking nothing away from how well he played in that one game. He was amazing, but it's a wee bit different for losing somebody that we've relied on heavily for like last, last year or something. It's right annoying, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's important just to keep McTominay in the defence because I think he looks so much better there. I think bring in like um, Stuart Armstrong or something like that. I'd say Turnbull. My first thought on it was, was to be honest, with him himself, because it, it must be devastating for a player. And, and we hope he's well. Um, but, you know, people will say, well, he's, he's young and he's got this opportunity in front of us. I think you've got to remember that Scotland haven't qualified for a tournament in 23 years. There's no guarantee that he suddenly gets another opportunity at a tournament. So I think for Aye. him, it must be absolutely devastating. No, that's right. enough of that negativity to be honest with you. We'll, <laughs> we're going to qualify for everything <laughs> well Paddy here's here's the kind of selection dilemma then I guess for Steve Clark you've got Billy Gilmore who you would, who you would call a more holding midfielder than a, an attacking midfielder so you've got attacking players like David Turnbull Sure, Armstrong, Ryan Christie the only kind of direct backup uh, holding midfielder would be John Fleck you all know my views on Mr Fleck <laughs> or bringing uh, or bringing Mr. McTominay out of defence into midfield. I like uh, Hammy's idea of Turnbull. We need to win tomorrow. Do you just play Callum McGregor as the one holding midfielder against that lethal Croatian <laughs> centre midfield? But what's the problem? Uh, if you've got John McGinn working, and I just think McTominay has so much more time and space when he plays. In defence, and so far he's been one of our best defenders as well. When he's like, so I th- I'm worried about I, him defensively. I do think that's the way it will go. So I think you'll find McTominay gets pushed up because we have so many centre backs that one of those centre backs will slot back in there. I just think it disrupts two position groups instead of one. That's my only complaint. But you're probably right. Yeah, does it vote in a way? It's more continuity if you just bring Jack Henry back in the team. I mean, you're. Pretty much, you won't be that far off the the Czech Republic eleven, really. That worked well, which didn't work. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which didn't work. So, yeah, I think Stephen O'Donnell looked like a far better player with McTominay as his right centre back. Yeah, 
That's a good point, Paddy. Could have been the factor that helped his performance. I just I do worry that we can like the Croatia team, their strongest part of their team is that centre midfield where Modric and the other, but they pretty much play five in midfield and they've got three world-class centre midfielders. I don't think we can just play one holding mid against them. Like, I bet they've been shite. They've been absolutely shite. <laughs> they've been shite, but you just don't want to let them roam free doing the middle, do you? Wouldn't you like can... to be Steve Clark? I know, I could, Jared, I actually completely agree with you, but at the same time, I'm ahead, I'm like, just score more than them. Just can go for it. Mm-hmm. Why no? Well, we need to win this game. So, where do we play Dykes with Adams and Christie off them then? Three pointed arrow attack. Oof, Christmas tree formation. Oh, then you have like McGinn and, say, McTominay sitting in deep midfield with Jack Hendry at the back. Just, just Jack Hendry. Just Jack Hendry. Fucking Hanley up top and all. Chuck it up. Say that again, Paris. So you're dropping uh, McGregor as well. I didn't say a thing. Hammy, I said. Did I not? Oh, that's sorry. Right. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> <It's> been... <laughs> What's my name? Um, I, I, I don't necessarily get McGregor if I'm honest with you in the last two games I thought he was class I thought um, he'd done everything I, I, I don't know I just I, maybe I just expect too much from I expect him to be more of a focal point but yeah I'd prefer Turnbull in there anyway um, for Billy Gilmore and just that I think that just beefs up the attack more personally it would be bold it would be bold especially with two strikers but I'd love to see it like Go go out and uh, go out in flames if anything. <laughs> if we get pumped, it's like five four. I just want to see us score a goal. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd all probably be very surprised if this game ended in a draw. Aye, well, it would be awful if it was no no. <laughs> um, what we'll do, we'll we'll go on and speak about the Czech game in a moment, and we'll maybe dissect the. In Hammy's opinion, poor McGregor performance. <laughs> um, uh, England as well, in due course. Um, the first, can you believe it, boys, that Hearts' first pre-season game is this Friday, away to Berwick? I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm so not ready for Hearts to come back yet. I'll think uh, about it once Scotland are on the Euros. Aye. Good that we've had a good pre-season and signed loads of players. Aye, exactly. What I will say is I've got the biggest agenda for you as you've ever seen. <laughs> I've got a note of every single thing that's happened since Shea Logan never got signed at the end of the season. So <laughs> expect an absolute bumper of our show at some point. I'm busy that week. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good fun. That'll be good fun. Right, the check game. Um, I'm sure every single person listening to this <clears throat> would have seen it at the end of the day. We're not going to run through every moment, but Let's cast your minds back to, to just how drunk you were when the lineups came out and uh, the shock of no Kieran Tierney. Uh, Simon, you remember what was going through your head at that point? I was, they kept it quiet. No one uh, heard anything about him being injured or not training. So I don't know if it was a new injury. Has anything come out about that? I'm sure it was his, uh, his calf, wasn't it? He had a tight calf. Right. Well, he was missing in action. I think knowing that. 
I mean, I thought it would have a big impact on the squad, but I didn't realise how much of an impact it would have. Like, it's it feels stupid saying it now, but having a world class player in there really does make a difference. <laughs> Simple as that. It was a bit gutting because you want to see the best team. Uh, Cameron, you were actually at the game. Uh, what was the atmosphere like in the stadium? Um, in, in reference to the the Tierney. Like the lineups coming up, to tell us about the build-up leading up to kick-off. Oh, was, I mean, the place was, you'd have thought it was full with the noise. I mean, they had the volume turned right up on the sound system. Um, the crowd were loud. It had a real atmosphere. Uh, it was it was great. And it was amazing just to be back in a stadium watching a game of football. And then there was this kind of confusion as everybody muttered to each other about the fact that Tierney was missing for the lineup because nobody seen it coming. Um and yeah, uh, yeah, quickly got over that, and then and then building into the the anthems and everything, it was, it was a lump in the in the throat moment, I think. It certainly was, Hammy. If if you can remember what it looked like, how nervous did the players look when the the anthems were going on? They did, but it was weird seeing them seeing them all sing it. I'm sure we'll come out to it buy and sell scores, but it just <laughs> seemed like everybody was. 100% up for it. It was brilliant to see. The stadium sounded amazing. I was I was pretty jealous I wasn't there, if I'm honest with you. But uh, I think we we done the flat proud, singing our hearts out as well. So mm-hmm. it was great, though. It was emotional. Mm. Um, Paddy, that just to, to summarise the first half, saying that before the atmosphere, the actual on the pitch was pretty nervy and pretty flat, wasn't it? Going into the break, 1-0 down. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't think either team looked great. Um, and it was a sloppy goal to give away with two of your centre-backs missing a ball and just giving a free header to their striker. It's just not good enough at this level. And uh, aye, but I'm sure we'll get on to the second goal. We will indeed. But aye, for the first goal, O'Donnell not closing down his man. He kind of didn't know what to do. And then I centre-backs were missing as well. Right, second half. The big shtick banger <laughs> on the 52nd minute. Uh, and that was curtains. What's your thoughts then, Davy Marshall? Jinkies to blame for being so far out of his box or not? Aye, who the fuck does he think he is? He's no Ederson. Like, what is he doing playing that high up the pitch? Aye, he could have been much further back. That Sheik still had a lot to do, and that ball fucking moves. He hits that so far outside the post and it curls in at some boot of a ball mm-hmm. but I David Marshall could have been a few yards closer to his goal <laughs> Cameron what was the atmosphere like when that went in you know, it, was, it was bizarre because it's one of those ones where if you're in the stadium uh, everything just seemed to slow down as soon as that ball bounced back for the Hendry shot it was like slow motion and then this ball you just seen it floating towards the goal and I think for the moment he hit it it kind of looked to me like it was always going goal bound or really really close Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was it was like you know, the place was like a, a burst balloon, they completely deflated. It. And I think we never really recovered as a as a team either. It shook us, and and that was game over. Aye, there was no coming back for that. Um, Hammy, goalie to goalie here with Davy Marshall. In fairness to him, what from Jack Henry shot at the edge of the box that found in the back of Arnett. It was four seconds. Do you agree that he's to blame for being too far out yourself? I think he's too far out. Um, I do, but at the same time, you've got to give him a little bit of understanding that he's probably not expecting Jack Hendry to try a world if he, you know, 30 yards out. 
Um, and, and it was our corner. So you're going to be out your box a bit, but he's, you know, 10 yards too far. I think he's just a bit too eager. It's probably a, a really in, you know, again, like Simon said, you can't take anything away for that finish. Like a lot of time players try it and they miss. He just manages to get in. It's a good finish as well. Yeah. At the end of the day, he wasn't the only Scotsman at his box that afternoon. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been holding on to that since last Monday? <laughs> <laughs> no telling you. Um, Andy Robertson had um, the most chances created through the whole first round of games um, with six in that one. Just uh, just dikes up front, just couldn't find the net, couldn't get on the end of anything. I think that, that shows how far we've come because we played a game in a an international tournament and we didn't play to the best of our ability. We probably should have scored more goals and we're all disappointed. So England have only created three chances through two games in this tournament. So we've created six through one player. Aye. Get it up though. <laughs> <laughs> we will certainly come on to England uh, in a moment and uh, and also speak about you know, Dyke's lack of goals and things as we go into the Croatia game um, but Cameron on the last pod we done by ourselves looking ahead to the Czech game do you want to run us through that one before we move on? Yeah so I've got two by ourselves to update you on this one and some new questions so I will run through the first one first so we went with Scotland to start two up top at Hamden against the Czech Republic. We all bought it. It came in. Um, we had Scotland to score over 1.5 goals. We all bought it. It did not come in. <laughs> um, <laughs> our next one was Scotland to keep a clean sheet. Um, Simon and Javi both sold. The rest of us bought. So, well done, gents. Um, the... <laughs> These look funnier when you look back at them now because the next one was Scotland to top the top the group after the first set of fixtures. Well, <laughs> that didn't go so well, but we all bought it. <laughs> and then the final one, all of the players to sing the national anthem. I think yes, but I didn't see anyone with tears rolling down their cheeks. No. Therefore, oh. it did not come in. Um, Simon and Hammy, oh, Simon and Paddy, you bought it. So where that left us after the first bastards. <laughs> making the rules as you go along uh, now. The defo was tears. The defo was tears. There was tears from where I was sitting. <laughs> Look, put it this way, Paddy. Your buy or sell performance across the season with Hearts was atrocious. Your buy or sell performance here for Scotland is worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was positive. So after the first um, round, Paddy bringing up the rerun one. Um, <laughs> then there was myself, Hammy, and Simon on two, and, and Jarvie on three. And then, as I said, I will have a further update for you on the England buy sell later on. Yes, yes, superb. Right, thank you, Cameron. Um, unfortunately, Jolly uh, cannot join us this evening. Can't go into too many details for uh, liability reasons, but I will say is he's not made it back from London. But we do have a voicemail from Jolly, so here you go. Jolly, Jolly, what a phone! Jolly, Jolly, I'm not going to make that bother on Monday. I've been been doing it in London all weekend. It's magic, man, but boy, it's been it's too much for me. And 
I'm never coming here, that's it. I'm done with the hearts. I'm done with your podcast. Stick your podcast. That's it. Come on to Scotland. The England game then. Uh, another game, hopefully you can remember. It's been a heavy week. Eh? Like, I'm worried if we get through the next round. I don't know how much more I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine if we got to the final. Definitely wouldn't they see the final. <laughs> there's there's just enough days in between the games for you to sort of feel like, oh, get that spirit back. So don't worry about it by tomorrow, you'll be fine. Aye, that's a good point. And then we go again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Scotland, England at 115th meeting. Uh, Billy Gilmore was in. Kieran Tierney was back. McTominay was at centre-back. Che Adams came in. It was the stuff of wet dreams, was it, Simon? I was absolutely buzzing when I seen that lineup. Uh, it, before the Czech game, I was defo McTominay in midfield, but after seeing these two games, I'm one hundred percent McTominay at centre back. I think he plays so much better in that three for Scotland, and it frees him up to have more space and step into the midfield. And having Kieran Tierney back, like we said earlier, you can't go wrong having a world class. I think he's world class at centre back as well in a three. Having a having him in the squad, brilliant. Che Adams came on against the Czech Republic, looked phenomenal. So I'm glad Clark repaid that and put him in. Paddy, what are you saying for that starting eleven? Do you think that is our strongest starting eleven? I just about. I think so. Um, you got you got different sort of players all over the pitch, and just getting onto the England game, I thought we were to a man much better than they were. And I, I sort of came away disappointed that we didn't get a goal because I thought we deserved to beat them. I thought they were awful. They were, they were miles off the pace. Um, it, it does kind of feel like Scotland aren't getting enough praise from the English media, but they're just talking about how poor and lethargic their performance was and not giving us any praise at all. Aye, well, we can get onto that. Is somebody having a packet of crisps? Think it's these headphones. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Just uh, Paddy's a bit hungry at the moment. Um, <laughs> Hammy, what a start to the game! <laughs> Literally from kickoff, Big London Dykes going at Luke Shaw, a high knee, like he's <laughs> set the marker down early. That's what you need to do, though. Um, and I think we came out brilliantly. Um, I think going back to the team as well, I was. I wasn't exactly enthralled when I seen Stephen O'Donnell's name at right back, but Christ, he made me eat my words like he had a great game. Um, they all did, actually, to a man. Um, and even Grant Hanley, who I didn't want to come to the tournament, has had two fantastic games. <laughs> so I think, it, I, you know, I guess it's a, it's good to see that Steve Clark can get the team up for the, the game because it, whilst it looked like it in the first half in the Czech game, it did sort of fall away. So you, I was a wee bit worried that we might not have had the the ambition or that, but aye, after that, just that first tackle, it's like, right, here we are. We're here to actually give it to them. And that's what you wanted to see. And they'd done it for 90 minutes. It was brilliant. Yeah. The pub absolutely erupted. <laughs> <laughs> I think where England went wrong, I mean, tactically, they were just no at it. Steve Clark absolutely bullied Southgate. He got he got his spot on. He knew exactly what Southgate was going to do, and he knew exactly what to do to counter it. I never felt like Scotland were sort of out of control of that game. Even when we didn't have the ball, always felt like they were in control. And I think Steve Clark also 
got the right sort of energy. You can sometimes build these game up like to the players and they, they over sort of compensate. Maybe that's what happened in the first one. It gets built up too much. But then you can undersell it as well. I think Gareth Southgate maybe convinced England that this wasn't like as important as he thought. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't turn up emotionally. Yeah. So much of that England squad are involved like with the media as well. Like, they're constantly in interviews and they were constantly being told by the English media how easy it was going to be. Yeah. Fuck the lot of them. <laughs> um, like Cameron, what did you make of the, the kind of tactical side of it? We were pressing so high and intensely compared to them. It was just unbelievable stuff. Eh? I was stunned, even when I seen the lineup. to be honest, that he, he actually went for it and done kind of what everybody had hoped. Um, and it was, it was, it was great. Eh? Like just to, just to see us go into a game with what felt like no fear whatsoever. And, and stick right to them and I think that's exactly what we needed to do had we sat and tried to eke out a nil-nil we'd have never done it no, no. to the to the game to them it was almost like they'd all watched Braveheart the night before well <laughs> I, I watched the obviously watched the warm-ups of the Czech Republic game and what you didn't see on the telly was the, the face on Grant Hanley as he was warming up and walking down the tunnel so I kind of looked over at one point. You could see him walking, like, to come off the pitch. And this man looked furious. And I'm <laughs> betting that he has become the centre of that locker room just oh, screaming I... at them. Because he is one angry man. And that's exactly what we needed. He's got a big heat. He's got a massive heat. Massive heat. <laughs> Some player there. I, I never judged them myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I definitely did. <laughs> definitely. Um, O'Donnell, I don't know if it was our best chance, but what about his volley? Can you imagine if O'Donnell had scored against England? That would have been incredible. <laughs> what he he done everything he could. It was just a good block. Like he he smacked it hard, low across goal. It's just unfortunate that it didn't make its way through the legs. What a Aye. what a chance! Aye. what a moment. Um, England did have their chances, their, their biggest one, probably the biggest chance of the game. Uh, Lyndon Dykes lost John Stones in the box, um, com- like completely lost John Stones in the box. But he almost gave him too much time, eh? seemed to hover forever and managed to rattle it off the post. It was only half a chance at best. They were shite. <laughs> Thing is, and, and he'll probably get chastised for it, you know, he's got a score for there, he's got a score for there. I don't think it's a bad header. I think we got very, very lucky of where it came off the post because a, a millimetre further in and that's pinging into the net off the post. Yeah. It's fucking shite. Should have scored that. There's no excuse. Absolutely <laughs> no excuse not to score that. Che um, Adams had, what, at least three half chances. Uh, Dykes went close as well. We had, you know, we should have won this game. We should have won at Wembley. Uh, there was a few chances where, where there was the counter where Dykes sort of had a shot that kind of just hit into Che Adams and he didn't manage to get a shot away. And Robertson was wide open on the left-hand side of the box. So it was just like wee moments like that where a little bit more composure and and just sort of look up. and Because Dykes just had his head down and was always going for a shot there. But so many half chances, I think. I think it's... The, the big one for me was it's the Adams one at the back post. That was probably the last chance, I think, of them from memory. Um, and that's the one that it, it just looked like he kind of swung at it and then it, it just blew. 
What could have been? Um, right, Simon, Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor. So I'm in agreement with you. I thought that the two of them worked brilliantly together. Yeah. Um, unlike Hammy, so Hammy, you can uh, come back to Simon on this one. How good was Callum McGregor on the night? Just done everything. He was he was tackling, intercepting, was efficient with the ball, was looking forward, and and the exact same can be said about Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore was just great as well. There's, there was a moment where the ball was really high, and somehow he's got the most time right at the edge of our box ever, and he just takes it down. One pass cuts about four people out straight into John McGinn, who's on the attack. And it's just such... It looks so easy. It looks like the easiest thing you could possibly ever do. But to do that in that sort of occasion, it's just incredible to just look up and just find that pass after taking it down. I'm sure we can all remember the clip I think we got sent into our group chat yeah, as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. The one he chests down and just... Aye, and just one touch, it pass right off. down and yeah. straight in. It's just incredible. I felt the movement from Cal McGregor and Billy Gilmore, they were always an option. They bullied those centre mids for England. What was it? Declan Rice and fucking Kieran Phillips. What's his name? Calvin Phillips? Yep. Shite. Fucking <laughs> absolutely anonymous that whole game. They were bullied out of it. We were never out of control. Mm Hammy, -hmm. okay. Callum McGregor then. What do you not like about him? Other than place for Celtic. Well, <laughs> no, I think out of the three midfielders, he was probably the, the only one I, I less, least liked. Um, um, and I don't know, for me, I just expect Callum Regeta to be making bursting runs in at the box, making scoring opportunities and all that, where I think he's playing a lot deeper. Um, you had McGinn and Gilmore. Um, just, I mean, to be fair, if you're playing next to Gilmore McGinn, it's always going to be a tough job going up there. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I expect him to be a bit more attack-minded. And I just didn't see that. I, in my head, it's maybe because he scored against Hearts a few times for outside the box. Maybe that's all I remember him about. And I just didn't see that. It's a bit annoying. I but that would be mine. I thought he looked a bit better than I'd expected because his form going into the game was atrocious. Aye, don't get me wrong. He has been awful. I didn't want him in this game. I agree. It was, I think it might have well been his best performance in a Scotland jersey, but I mean, you couldn't not give anyone less than a 9 out of 10. That was oh, no, they, were, a 10. they were all amazing. Yeah. Uh, I Even Craig Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Just for being so handsome on the bench, but in the month. <laughs> Um, I guess we better say Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, just absolutely solid as well, and unreal uh, work rate as ever for Robbo doing the wing. Um, Paddy, just to to round it off, I think you're the the right man to ask this question. What did you make of Raheem Sterling's penalty claim at the end? I can get to fuck. <laughs> it wasn't ever a penalty. You see, there's a still footage, and he's literally tripping over his own feet. Sorry, no. Fuck off, England. Try again. You see them giving, though? Looks like... Looks I like was he... I was convinced watching the coverage that they'd pull it back for a penalty. Convinced. Aye, me too. I thought, of course, this is what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, thankfully, it was like my um, memory stopped about five minutes before that. Suddenly, <laughs> not going to lie, I was at the bottom of my eight-pint tower there. <laughs> <laughs> and about six rounds of whiskeys as well, Harry. <laughs> It was 85th minute and then, oh, morning. <laughs> I tell you, 
I tell you, there was one thing that shocked me probably more than when I seen the Scotland lineup, and it's how inept England's management team seemed to be tactically. How, in a game like that, do you take Harry Kane off the pitch? Like, how? Because he was fucking caught missing. It's, Grant Hanley it, had done a job. Blows, <laughs> it blew my mind, because after that, I mean, you, they, that's their focal point. Like, without him there, it's mad. But, I mean, it was great for us. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, I cannot believe uh, I, I probably watch as much German football as I do English football, but Jaden Sancho's no getting in his game. I find that absolutely mind blowing. He's probably yeah, the yeah. best, maybe not past like Harry Kane, but he is must be one of their best attacking players, and he's not had a minute, and he's fully fit. <laughs> I don't care now. See you later, England. <laughs> Your team, that is Southgate's overrated. Eh? I think he has been found out by a, a very experienced Steve Clark there. Aye, man, done a job, brilliant. Well, there you go. Uh, it's safe to say that Scotland performance, uh, as well as the Tartan Army in London, had England absolutely rattled and on strings. So, Hammy, we normally have out of context Jambles kickback. Today, we've got for you <clears throat> out of context Tartan Army in London and angry English fans on social media. Fuck away and don't talk a lot of shame. <laughs> um, I am um, rather than uh, obviously going through Jambo's kickback like I usually do. I went to the Tartan Army message boards today to have a wee look, and it's the first time I've really been there. I also had a wee look at Pine Bovril. I wanted to get a bit of a mix. Um, so here's a here's a couple of um, post-match analyses from the Tartan Army themselves. I take back the criticism of O'Donnell. He was very disciplined tonight and played very well. Marshall gives me the fear. Overall, we should have edged that on quality of chances. Now we need to do the job against Croatia. For all the twats who have said England will destroy us tonight, the English press, the English pundits who thought it was an easy 3-4-0, go fuck yourself sideways with a fucking bus. Loads of Scotland flag emojis under it. Another one says, what is this shite on BBC? Need to get it binned. The priority is to see the faces of the utter wanks, Lineker and Ferdinand. It's a, it's a different uh, class of comics, by the way. Um, Gilmore will be the highest transfer fee for a Scottish player in the next 10 years if Chelsea have the need to sell. Would you agree with that? Jarvie, I think you said something on the last podcast about him being the I best player of our up. generation. I called him a generational player. Oh, I'm in. I'm drinking that Kool-Aid now, Jarvie. <laughs> I am in. I think it's right. I think Kieran Tierney could have a big, big move in him, but I think because Tierney's a defender, you know, Billy Gilmore goes for more money. That's why, yeah. Obviously, I was uh, able to find some less than positive comments. Somebody saying... Don't get why folk are creaming themselves over drawing nil-nil. That game was there to be won. Seeing folk dancing in the streets at nil-nil draw tells you how far we've fallen, however. I was going through town last night and I couldn't get the celebrations from the younger element at a nil-nil as if we'd won the Euros. Total cringe. That's real minnow stuff. Get fucked. Open uh, your fucking eyes, mate. Guess what? <laughs> we've not been to an international tournament in 23 years. We are minnows. Like, what are, exactly. they, what are they joking about? We were dancing in the streets, I think. Oh, I, those, <laughs> the young team had their jukebox. <laughs> uh, another one says, Phil, Phil Foden is a pound shop Gaza. Again, <laughs> didn't look very, look very impressive to me. 
And some of the some of the funnier chants were down south. One of the ones I seen was um, was that you're just a grant, uh, just a shite Grant Hanley. <laughs> to Tyrone Mings, Mings was it? That was and, brilliant. Um, you're just a shite Rabbi Burns to the statue of William Shakespeare. <laughs> like, <laughs> almost as good as we'll deep fry a pizza to the Italians, I think. Um, and that's what you get with Tartan Army. Again, I seen the scenes there in London and I was actually gutted we didn't go. But, uh, yo, we had a good fun at the pub, didn't we? So that was uh, that was the roundup from the, the fans. Again, generally, even the most stubborn people were were delighted with a nil-nil. Um, and I, I did see a lot of that for the England fans. They they were saying it's the biggest result in um, in Scotland in 50 years. I've seen one of those Twitch streamers, I can't even mind his name, I don't Pi, somebody Pi, and no, um, yeah. completely negating the fact that we've beat France away and home in the last 50 years. We've beat Germany. <laughs> um, there are a lot bigger and better teams we've beat in the last 50 years and a lot of the English commentary guys are saying oh you're celebrating a nil-nil you didn't win you didn't win anything he's didn't beat us that's it that's you know? the thing we're celebrating going oh up ye 4-0 <laughs> aye <laughs> score 5 or 6 aye up ye like that's it it's just because Scotland loves just giving folk a ripping I think we're all really good at it so when we get an opportunity to go oh England up ye no. Everyone's going to run with it. The pattern that is coming on Twitter has never been so good since oh, Rangers died it. in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it has been the best weekend on social media I've ever seen. Aye. Mm-hmm. Right. Got to be running down there. But what a weekend. Eh? A weekend that will live in our memories forever, probably. Unless you've got a 10 hour. Uh, blank. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say, unless you get dementia. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you, Hammy. Superb. You'll never forget it. Uh, Cameron, by or sell, uh, we were all too hungover to do a podcast before the England game, so you gave us some questions on WhatsApp. Do you want to talk us through that one? And also look ahead to tomorrow. Well, I can tell you right off the bat that on this by or sell, um, the results came back, and it turns out Paddy also didn't perform very well. Uh, but everyone else did okay. So I had the same as two other people on it. How could I not perform the same as them? That's what no, she said. You, you did, but okay. Okay, so first of all, we took after the Marshall mistake on on Monday. The question was, will Craig Gordon start? Now, Simon, you sold it. Hammy, you sold it. I sold it. Jarvin Paddy both bought it. So. Um, That'll be three points across there and two of you did not get it. The next one, Scotland to score. Um, we all bought it. Um, sadly, it was not right, but I mean, you'll take it. You'll take it as we've just talked through. Um, the next one, we'd buy or sell the draw. Um, all sold it. Also, the draw came in. A red card. We all sold it, apart from Paddy, who bought it. <laughs> it came. And then... Finally, Sturgeon, Nicholas Sturgeon to tweet following the result with some kind of congratulatory message. And we all bought it and it came in. So Woo. what that meant was, uh, Paddy, you scored one. Uh, <laughs> Jarvie, two. In a reverse, where you got three and everyone else got two, the rest of us got three this time. So the okay. running totals as it stands going into this set of questions is, Paddy on 
two. Everybody else on five. <laughs> oh, bad thing. <laughs> now, what might be, and hopefully is not, actually, no, it won't be. It will not be the last set of questions I will ask you during the show. No, it won't be. It will not be. So, the final set of questions for the group stage and Paddy's final chance in the group stage to bring himself back from the brink with his 20% correct score. First of all, I want to see a buy-sell on Scotland to progress to the next round. Bye. Bye. Yeah, well, bye. you're lucky, gents, because I've already typed, typed in bye for all of <laughs> <laughs> Um. Next one, obviously, Dykes has had his struggles in front of goal. Obviously, had a few chances, not managed to put one away yet. Does he get a goal in this game? Sell. Which means Dykes. he definitely will score now. Yes, sell. <laughs> I'm going to sell as well. Sell. Oh, you know what? I'm going to buy. <laughs> Ooh. I want to distance myself from Paddy's scoring, so I'm going to buy. <laughs> um, the next one, now, I think we all, as I said earlier, I think we probably all imagine that this game will have a winner either way, and it will be Scotland. But do we think it'll be tight? Do you think the game will have a one-goal margin? Bye. So. I'm going to sell. Sell. Scotland are winning like 5-1 or something like that. 5-1, Christ. You better hope the Croats don't score because uh, if they don't, that's two clean sheets for you, Paddy. You would win our bet. I'll come on to that. <laughs> I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy it. I think it will be. I think whoever scores will try and shore up. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, so we were talking about the lineups earlier. And obviously, Gilmore is the one player from Wembley who can't start this game. For now. For now. So as it stands here on Monday night, less than 24 hours before the game, do we think that 10 of the 11 that started at Wembley start tomorrow night? Bye. As it stands, bye. Yeah. I'll buy that, aye. I'm going to sell. Ooh. It's a safer option. Yeah, I'm going to sell it as well. I think there might just be something else in there. Now, the final question of five. So Scotland had 19 shots in the first game and they had 11 in the second game. So much? Yeah, I know. I thought the same when I looked at it, but not a lot on target. It's like Daniel Stendel football, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you know you've got. I, I don't know if that probably includes Jack Henry's shot that ended up in essentially in their own <laughs> net four four seconds later. <laughs> so nineteen in the first game, eleven in the second game. I'm going to give you a line here, and it's more than fourteen and a half. Bye bye bye. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it. Right, buying across the board. We have and to, even there, if we're Marshall's buy kicks, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. That is your buy sell for the Croatia game, and I will update you on the next one. 
Thanks, one. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, just speaking of COVID, um, just to, to get your thoughts on this. So, uh, what Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell are isolating as a precaution in the England camp. How worried are you boys about news breaking tomorrow morning for the Scotland camp? Doesn't look good. Surely they'll have all been tested today and that come back negative. Mm. It's an incubation period that might give up negatives today and be positive by tomorrow. Or maybe Chilwell and Mount gave it to to the wee man and it's all their fault. <laughs> Possible, but Billy Gilmore's still been in the Scotland camp. Hi, <laughs> with John Fleck. Yeah. So, it's who's, who's he contacted since he's had it, basically? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the players weren't allowed to even see their families. They were back in the changing rooms and then back onwards up to Middlesbrough. <laughs> pretty reason. So, strange one. Really uh, it's concerning, like, and the, the Scotland squad split into two coaches to go up the road earlier this afternoon. So, I mean, it's pretty much going to be a case of we won't be playing tomorrow night or the whole team will be playing tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, I wonder what they do if it is, um, if we have got too many COVID positives. I think because it's in tournament, I think it would have to be a forfeit because you can't delay the, the rest of the games. The most fucking Scotland thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I think it would just go down as 3 0 Croatia. Surely, because it's a home game for Scotland, just give us the win. With <laughs> <laughs> a plus three goal difference. <laughs> the biggest clutch ash draw I've ever seen there. <laughs> Once it's at home, uh, uh, it is concerning. Eh? We shall see. We've just got to keep our fingers crossed. I mean, so if if everything if everyone tests again tomorrow morning and no one's got it, surely that's fine then. But it seems the close contact stuff's out the window. That's all okay. That is going to be a lot of pacing around for Steve Clark tomorrow morning, waiting on those results. Oh, aye. Mm-hmm. Shame myself. Right, wager updates. Simon and I have got the the Che Adams over under one point five goals fifty pound per goal <laughs> bet on, and he's currently money, on money, money, money. <laughs> well, we hat trick tomorrow, Mister Adams it would be lovely. I of course am the over. Um, I probably need to just send you fifty quid, Simon. <laughs> uh, Hammy, talk to us about your bet with Paddy. Yeah. So. We had uh, clean sheets over under 1.5 and Mr. David Marshall kept a clean sheet against England, which if if I'm honest with you, was probably the one I didn't think he was going to keep a clean sheet in, but there we are. So it all rests on tomorrow's game. If he concedes, I am the winner of £5. If he keeps a clean sheet, Paddy gets a £5 note. Whoa, what are you going to do with all that money? <laughs> pint. <laughs> Straight after, just pint. Not even one pint in a lot of pubs at the moment, Chris. <laughs> uh, I'm not no to... listening to what people are charging me. I'm not paying attention. I'm not looking at my bank account. I'll deal with that when this tournament's finished. <laughs> 
You were saying on Friday, so even if pubs were like, oh, it's uh, £10 for a pint of tenants now, you'd just be like, six pints then, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just before we go, <clears throat> it's half time on the Monday night evening games just now. Earlier, Austria beat Ukraine, uh, meaning that one group has only got a three point third placer. <laughs> um, Denmark are currently beating Russia, which it looks like there's going to be a second group with third place also on three points. So we are looking good that it is a win tomorrow and we're through. If it, if it stays like it is, then we just need to win and we're through. No goal difference nonsense. No cheating Scotland nonsense. We've just got to hope that COVID isn't in the camp. And we've done it. We. Let us pray. And um, when would our next game be? The last 16 game? Potentially. Oh, week on Tuesday, I think. I think we can also potentially play Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Jesus. There's so many permutations. Uh, it's, it could be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's like well, we have no idea at the moment. I don't think. Just need to take all of them off, man. <laughs> More short notice holidays, please. I don't know what I'm going to do if we get anywhere in this tournament with work. I'm going to be not definitely not sick planning on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's madness. Eh? Well. On that note, let's uh, I let's keep our fingers crossed for tomorrow, boys, and hopefully the next podcast you hear, we're looking ahead to playing like whoever it was, maybe Sweden or maybe Denmark, Brazil. maybe Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> Australia, apparently in the groups as well, according to some idiot in our group chat earlier. Is that what happens when we get if we don't win tomorrow, we go into the Copa America? Get relegated. Relegated. They're not bothered about. They're not bothered about COVID. <laughs> no. Right. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, many thanks to Simon, Hammy, Paddy, and Cameron for your time once again this week, and special thanks to Padman Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you want to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, even if you're not a Hearts fan, feel free to leave us a nice review or just uh, give us a nice five-star rate, innit? So until (laughs) next time, keep washing your hands for the Hearts and the Scotland. We'll see you again soon. Singing and swinging.